Hey everyone, I'm Casey Husing, your host of SpireCast, where we are bringing you conversations to help you thrive in ministry. And today we have a roundtable discussion with three leaders who have a lot of experience championing women in church leadership. We're talking today with Dr. Kelly Dagley, Biblical Studies Chair at Hope International University, with Lindsay Hardin, the Next Steps Pastor at the Refinery Christian Church, and Melissa Mashburn, author and executive director of Ministry Chick, a private community for women in ministry. Welcome to the three of you. I am so excited for the conversation that we get to have today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Casey. Of course. Well, why don't we start out by going around each of you telling us a little bit more about what you do. I'm Dr. Kelly Dagley, and I had um, many years in ministry, but then I shifted to higher education. And now I'm a, a, the chair of biblical studies at Hope International University, and I teach mostly Old Testament Hebrew Bible classes. Awesome. What about you, Lindsay? Hi, I'm Lindsay. I have been in ministry for 17 years at two different churches. I am currently the Next Steps pastor at the Refinery Christian Church. And so basically my job is to move adults, uh, get them taking their next step. And I've held many roles, but that is my current role at the church. It's a big job. Hi. Go ahead, Melissa. <laughs> awesome. Hi, I'm Melissa. I'm an author, uh, speaker, teacher, and I've been in the ministry for over 24 years. I jokingly tell people I've done pretty much everything from a small church plant uh, with 90 people on the weekend to a super duper mega church with 44,000 over the weekend um, in many different roles in many different seasons. But currently I'm a ministry coach and executive director of the ministry to community. Awesome. Well, as you guys said, the three of you work in, you've worked in ministry in some capacity. And from that comes a desire to really minister to you and connect with other women who lead in church ministry. What part of the experience of being a woman in ministry inspires you or draws you to this kind of work? Well, when, when I was in seminary, I joined a women in ministry, women in youth ministry network. And it met once a month and we had breakfast and had a speaker and it was just really great to be in a room full of women who had just started to, who had been in it for decades. A lot of collective wisdom in that room. And, and uh, after leaving that, that area, I, I, I long for that now. I want to help create that. And that's the three of us want to create that type of space um, for women to come together. And um, I'm, I've been so excited to be a, a part of this with these ladies. Yeah, for me, I think for so many years, I just tried to do it on my own. And we know it's hard and complicated and messy. And not only was I new to ministry, I was new to being a ministry leader. I was new to being a pastor's wife. And it, it really took me a long time to get my footing. Uh, and there was a season when I lost myself trying to be all the things to everybody and, and yeah. really just getting a handle on being a woman in ministry. And it wasn't until I started to connect with other women in ministry that I started to feel like I belonged. I started to have a safe place to ask questions. I started to just really come alive. And I think, again, like what Kelly said, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're starting this women in church leadership group is to make sure that women, no matter where they fall in the org chart, are able to connect, learn, and grow from other female leaders in the ministry. 
I completely agree with both of those ladies. I was searching for a long time, trying to find this community of women, of other female pastors, of other people in church ministry. I'm one of the weird ones. My spouse is very involved in our church, but he is not on staff at the church. I'm not a pastor's wife. This is my calling that God has given me. And so I didn't fit into any real role. I didn't fit the norms. And so as I was struggling or walking through something, I didn't have those people that I could reach out to, that I could ask, how do you handle this? Uh That I could be real and honest with. And so thankfully, through many years, I was able to connect with a few different people. And every time I did, every time I got a chance to talk to a woman in ministry, they all said the same thing too. Like, we're looking for this. This is what we want also. We need this community of people to walk beside us and to encourage us and to challenge us. And we haven't found it either. Yes, that's very important. Um, As a woman in ministry myself, I know I light up whenever I meet another woman in ministry (laughs) and she just gets it. Uh, And and the dynamics uh, can be so different. Uh, And I know we'll get into a little bit of that uh, later on in our interview. But the, the title of this interview today is really helping people champion women in church leadership on their staff team. And so What do you guys mean when you talk about championing women? I think for me, the idea of a champion is someone that has my back. I think no matter who you are in ministry, we need those people, right? That they're going to fight for us. They're going to challenge us. They're going to encourage us and pray for us and be there. And sometimes call us out when we get it wrong because we're not going to get it right all the time. But at the end of the day, I know that they have my best in interest in mind. They are there to encourage me. They're going to have my back no matter what. Yeah, that's so good. And I think another word that keeps coming up, I'm I'm like a word nerd. So I went straight to dictionary and I was like, I, you know, because sometimes we think we know what a word means. And so, you know, by definition uh, in the noun form, it's a person who fights or argues for a cause on behalf of someone else. And in verb, it supports the cause of or defends. And so I think another word that comes up is is advocate. And I think that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. in a lot of ways about being a champion for women in church leadership is what we mean is to be an advocate. And, and let me differentiate it. I think it's men and women yes. who are on the yes. lookout for developing female leaders on their teams. In, yes. in a lot of ways, this happens naturally for men, but for women, it takes intentionality. So purposely looking for ways to include, invest, and invite women on our team. Yeah. I um, asked the my colleagues, the other professors in our um, Bib Studies and Ministry program, um, what they did because they're all egalitarian and they <clears throat> champion women in ministry. And so I have a list if you'd like me to read it. Yes, please. <laughs> um, first is be consistent. Uh, choose to always have her back, like Lindsay mm-hmm. said. Um, and so for some men and women, this can be a passion where it's their life's goal to make sure that the church that they're in um, is a welcoming and empowering place for women in ministry. And I know that the men that I work with have my back and it is such a relief to know that, that mm-hmm. I'm, that I'm okay. Um, be intentional. Um, if an opportunity comes up, think who would be a good fit for this. Also teach about women doing ministry in the Bible. It's mm-hmm. there. 
Um, and I know several churches who have intentionally gone into a period of thinking and studying about women in ministry and will they, that have a place in their church. And then they've gone on to rewrite their bylaws um, because they've had that intentional time. And then um, be creative. Uh, sometimes opportunities can be created where there's opposition and you have to kind of make a way to work it. And sometimes that means working with the title of director rather than pastor and not optimal, but that, uh, that um, experience you get when you work as a director, that can, that can take you to another place where you're a pastor later on. Um, that experience is what's really important there. Um, and then be affirming. Um, model how to speak well of women on your staff, of the women leading. Um, one of my colleagues said, I've always spoke of women as co-laborers, colleagues, peers from the pulpit and in ministry settings. Mm -hmm. And then last one, being a Bib Study Scholar, read and use work in your sermons and your lessons that are written by women. So it becomes normal to hear so-and-so who's a woman said this and I think women are just on your lips as you're talking. Yeah. Um, so good. We didn't uh, talk about this question ahead of time. So, uh, but I'm going to just throw it out there. In your experience, the three of you, what do you see holding people back from championing women in church leadership? <laughs> Sorry. This is, I, that, yes. This is a big question, Casey. Yeah. It's a big question. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, just right off the cuff is it's, it's awkward and it can be awkward, but it doesn't have to be awkward. And yeah. I think being able to get past the, you know, the little giggle or the laugh or whatever and say really, and truly, what can we do? How do we yeah. make this better? Um, yeah. But there, there has to be some serious trust to make that happen. Yeah. For both parties to feel good about that. Yeah. Right. I think fear of rocking the boat. That's mm -hmm. a good one. Not wanting to make waves. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with the fear. I think it's it's two ways. Where where do we stand? Where does our church, where does our organization stand? I don't know. So I'm gonna rock the boat. But also the fear. We've created this culture where it's almost like uh men and women cannot be in the same room together because then people are going to think things. And instead of allowing men and women to work together and to champion each other, created all these safeguards that have almost pushed us away from each other. We're afraid to step out. We're afraid to engage and champion a woman because someone might think the wrong thing by doing that. Yeah. We can be friends with men. Yeah. It's normal. It can be done. So yeah. My colleagues yeah. are some of my best friends, yeah. my male colleagues and my female colleagues. Yes, of course. Thank you uh, for sharing some of those things. I imagine there are some people who will resonate with those. And um, and the hope, again, is that we're creating conversations here that help people thrive in ministry. Uh, mm -hmm. So I appreciate you guys sharing some of what you see that holds people back from championing women in ministry. Uh, the next question, what do you see are some of the most important needs for women to feel supported in their leadership? I would say consistency and clarity. You know, mm -hmm. we have people that are going to watch this from all different backgrounds, church theologies, different ideas, and that's okay. But wherever you're at, wherever the church is at, the organization, 
being clear and consistent. Don't have your written and unwritten rules. If you say one thing about women, follow through on that. Are you reflecting that in the way that you operate? Do you treat men and women different? Do you care more about the position and the right person? Or do you care more about the gender? You know, be consistent and clear in what you believe and what what you say. That to me is one of the most kind things you can do. Yeah. For me, um, it can be lonely being a woman in church leadership. It can be very lonely. I remember I moved to, I moved cross country once to work at a church that I didn't know anybody at. And the same week that I moved there, a new worship pastor moved there as well. And he was single and he would come to staff meetings and talk about how all these people invited him over for dinner. And he was meeting so many people nobody invited me over for dinner. Nobody. We moved there the same week. I think that church just didn't know what to do with me. Um, and so I, I, it was a very lonely time in my life. And I, I, I would have loved to have had a group like this, um, a group of ladies to, to be able to talk through that and be able to help me troubleshoot how to make friends at a place where I knew no one. It was, it was yeah. very, it was a very hard time in my life. Well, yeah. And I think Lindsay's right on mean what you say, say what you mean, be clear. Um, that's super, super helpful because quite honestly, I think a lot of times it's pretty, it's pretty gray and it, it's, it makes it hard to know there's a moving target and, and nobody knows what the win is when there's a moving target. Um, but I was also even thinking about some, some ways, because my whole thing is, is I don't want to just talk about like, that kind of stuff also, but I also want to give some like practical input, like things that would help yeah. me feel supported as a female leader. And I think it's sometimes it's just, it's just easy. It's easier than we make it out to be. And the big thing is just to get started. So I would say bring two or more people to lunch instead of just having lunch with one of the guys on your staff team. Why not invite a few leaders, men and women to those meetings into lunch, be intentional about including women in the meetings where the decisions are made. And then also take it a step further, make sure you're actually getting their input during those meetings, like not just inviting them to the table, but giving them a seat to speak at the table. Um, invest in the leadership development opportunities like coaching and conferences. Yes, even free conferences <laughs> for your female leaders, especially the emerging leaders on your team. Uh, this one might be a little bit of a stretch, but invite someone you trust to help be a champion for the women on your staff. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, start to read, listen, and walk through this whole better together topic with your staff team. There's some great resources out there, uh, but making it a priority to start the discovery process is a great first step. Like you don't have to have all the answers. So I think I, I, I'm speaking for everyone, but I think most of us would just feel like if there was movement in, in, a willingness to learn that 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 gives a lot of grace yeah. to a lot of the other things yeah yes for sure and again uh the ministry leader myself uh you know i have served with, alongside many different women uh at various levels in our our organization and um so i'm always really surprised and my eyes are opened you know when i hear that women aren't having that same experience 
everywhere. Uh, you know, it saddens me a bit. I know there's a lot of work to still be done in that space, but you guys are really championing one side of this important coin where you're helping women grow their confidence in their leadership and to do what they can to advance in their leadership wherever God has placed them. Then obviously the other side of that coin is working with leaders outside of that all-female room um, to really see how do we move this ball forward? How do we get comfortable with allowing her to use her gifts in these different areas of leadership? Have you seen that being done well anywhere? And maybe it's the same examples that you just shared, Melissa, you know, things that these guys can do to include more women. Um, But do you have any other insight into what some different churches might be doing outside of all female gatherings to really push this ball forward? I think about Katie Cole. I just found out about her about a year ago. And uh, she's a consultant that goes into churches and organizations to help try to bridge this gap. And so she meets with them and she says, okay, she goes through all the things, you know, the pay, the leadership, the what is said and what is actually happens at your church. And is that impartial person that's able to ask questions with everybody on staff and get a really good baseline of what's going on. Because I think sometimes, or more often than not, churches have the best interests at heart, but they don't even yeah. realize sometimes that there's such the, a divide. And so this impartial person being able to come in and speak into this and give very real practical ways of helping to bridge this gap is huge. Yeah. 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 Unconscious bias. I mean, we, the three of us have talked about that often. Um, and I think uh, Lindsay's right. Katie's a fantastic resource for that. I've, I've heard, believe it or not, I'm hearing a lot more conversation happening around this topic. I'm hearing a lot more churches that are working on some things behind the scenes that I, I'm unable to talk about right now. But yeah. I do know that there are some things coming. I am also aware of some churches that are doing it really well. Um, yeah. And I'm encouraged by that. So I know it can happen. I just think that like, like Lindsay said, sometimes it takes having uh, a third party come in and and really illuminate things in a different light. Right. Right. Again, kind of off my own experience, I have seen women lead, um, you know, and they've, they've done it fantastically. Uh, So I have some really strong female leadership examples in my own life. Where would you guys uh, call out maybe some of the values you see that women would bring to greater areas of leadership teams um, for for people who might be listening and saying, what might I be missing out on? Empathy or awareness. I think there's a lot of things that women are aware of just inherently in the way that God created us. Right. um, that, That not that men aren't, but maybe they're more heightened. Uh, with us. And so even things like I can remember sitting in a, in a DLT meeting one time and we're planning like this big event and they're like, oh, we're going to do it this weekend and da, 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 and all this. Stuff. And I'm like, that's a three day weekend, which means families go away. It's a school holiday, like factoring yeah. in like the calendars and things that drive yes. families. <laughs> Women know these things. They yeah. know what the calendar is like. And, and the the church calendar relies a lot on the school calendar. We kind of ebb and flow in a lot of those same ways. So that awareness is 
it sounds so simple, but in that meeting, they were like, let's go. And I'm like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Like <laughs> there will be nobody there because yeah. it's a long week and it's the first one in a while. And so people are going to split. Right. So things like it's not like super amazing, but it's just one of those things that we're aware Important. of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the best teams are the ones that are most diverse. And so, and that's not mm -hmm. just gender, that's age, that's background. And yeah. when you add teams that have different perspectives coming into things, you're going to get a better end result. You're going yeah. to be able to see the things that someone else might be missing that they hadn't thought about when you have different people in the room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That perspective um, <laughs> and the diversity of perspective is, is really important. really important. I, one of my very first sermons I ever preached <clears throat> was on um, the woman who bled for 10 years. And I had a friend who was a guy come up afterwards and tell me, I never would have understood that the way you preach that, that text because I preached it as a woman and I was, I was honest about what that was meaning. And he, I thought that's one of my proudest moments that he came and told me, I never would have understood that if I had not heard that from you in that way. And when you preached it as a woman, so. That's so good. Well, Spire is championing women in church leadership. And this fall at Spire in Nashville, you three are going to be leading a pre-con specifically for women in church leadership, which is exciting. What can women who register to this, this day-long event before the conference, what can they begin to expect? So we've kind of cut it up into three different areas that we really want to hit at this pre-con. And the yeah. first is networking. We want to create this place where women can get to know other women. You're going to leave here with numbers in your phone of different women in different areas of ministry that when you have those hard days, you can call them. When you want to celebrate something, you can call them. When you need to have a tough conversation and need some feedback on how to navigate through that, you've got these people on your side that are going to be able to walk with you in this. Yeah, and when... The other thing that we want them to walk away with is, is care. We're not afraid to talk about the hard stuff. And more often than not, women struggle with balance. The hats that they wear, being the only female in the room, singleness, marriage, motherhood. Then you throw in imposter syndrome and all of our emotions. And well, it starts to become really challenging to be, um, to lead as a female le leader in the ministry. And so we're making room for women to be themselves. Women have experiences in ministry that are very different than our male counterparts. And we often don't have people around us that we can turn to for advice and guidance. And so that's one of the other things that we want to do in that space. Yeah. Great. And then last, um, education. The professor gets to talk about the education. <laughs> Um, but we want to send you back to your churches with knowledge to help you in various parts of your ministry. Um, we'll have teaching. I've been asked to talk about something from the Bible, which is awesome. Um, but we'll have practical instruction as well. And we'll have a panel of women who will be able to share from their own experience and give advice. And we'll be able to ask questions from them. And, and we just want to inspire with these women to become the best minister or pastor or director, whatever they're called, um, that God has made them to be. Um, we want them to be that fully as women. 
And we want them to know that you bring something unique and wonderful to the work of the kingdom, and it is needed. Yes. Yes, it is. I have actually listened to Katie Cole quite a bit, especially lately. I feel like many are uh, having her on to share about her experiences and what she does for churches. Um, And I think I recall her saying something about it's even difficult for women to identify themselves as leaders sometimes. And so I wonder, as you guys are putting together this specific gathering for women in church leadership, there might even be women who are saying, I'm not sure I qualify for that. Could you speak to that and let us know what kind of woman is welcome to this gathering? How does she know she's a leader that qualifies for this? Well, we're all leaders. Everybody has somebody following them in some way, shape or form. And that's why we said, even in the beginning, no matter where you fall on the org chart, you are a female leader in the ministry, no matter what you do, whether it's HR or finance, or if your title is pastor or your admin or your whatever facilities. I don't care if you are a woman on a church staff, you're a leader. People are watching you. And so we want to make space for all of them, all of us to have room to, to come together, to network, to, to get care and to learn together. That's great. Good. Well, is there anything that you guys would want to speak to that I haven't asked a question about? I know we could talk about it all day for sure. <laughs> Come to the pre-con. We're so excited to get an entire day just to hang out with other women in ministry yeah. that are in the trenches, that are working hard, that uh, have something to share. And we want to we want to spend some time with you. Come relax with us. Come have fun with us. Come learn with us. Um, it's just going to be a great day. Well, and I would also say just we're doing the pre-con for women only, but the breakouts during Spire, the women in church leadership will be for men and women. So guys, if you're watching this, we want you to be a part of this conversation. We are inviting you to join us at the breakout, but the pre-con is for women only. Uh-huh. And yeah, if you yeah. have women you think should go, please invite them and send them, send them to us. That's great. And everyone can learn more about this opportunity, both the breakout and the one day uh, pre-con gathering by going to spire.network forward slash spire conference. And you can register there. Ladies, thank you so much. I genuinely uh, believe we can talk all day about all of our experiences and uh, the way to move this forward. But what you're doing is so important. And as a female leader in ministry, I just want to say thank you um, for championing us and devoting your time beyond everything else you do uh, and you have responsibility over to really move this forward. It's important work. And so thank you uh, for joining us today. Thanks Thanks for for having us. And we also want to thank you who are watching or listening to this today. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again next time.